And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Justclair here flying solo. Coach Brian Colley has got a couple of things that he's tending to today. Um, Hope everybody's enjoying their day. Hope everybody is having a wonderful start to the week. We are officially seven days away from Santa Claus coming down the chimney. Hope everybody locally is on the good list and hope everybody locally is um, preparing to have just an amazing holiday season. Um, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm excited. You know, always looking forward to spending some time with some friends and family and do all that good stuff. Um, but man, look, uh, but we're going to open up today's show talking about something a little bit different. Like I hope everybody out there is okay. Um, what I mean by that is man, like I, true story today, um, I leave the house and I'm going to CVS pharmacy to go get up some medications refilled. And I pull into CVS and I, um, see there's no one at the drive-thru window. So I'm thinking, all right, bet, you know, this is going to be quick, smooth, get to the drive-thru window. There's a paper on the wall. Uh, yeah, we're closed. Come inside. I go inside, you know, kind of asking some questions. Like they're having a bunch of people that are sick. I call the doctor's office today to try to make a, an appointment for a checkup. Like nothing's even wrong. Just a checkup. Make sure everything's still good. Like two to three week wait period. Oh, high demand. People were sick. Like everybody is sick right now. Um, local boys and girls basketball teams that I talked to the coach, they're all dealing with like flu and sinus issues. Everyone is sick right now. So if you are one in that number and you're not feeling well, man, I, I sincerely hope everybody gets better. It's um, it's rough. Like it don't feel like COVID again. Um. But it feels pretty damn close. Everybody that I text, everybody that I talk to, hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, I'm sick in bed. I've been out of work for a week. Like, I feel like I'm the last person, and I'm knocking on wood as I say that, standing that, you know, hadn't been uh, dealing with any of this crap, and hopefully it stays that way. But look, we'll start off today's show. And by the way, we've got Richard Jones, who will be joining us at 1145. We've got a game of the week tonight, uh, Home of Christian School against Central Catholic of Morgan City. Um, that will be sponsored by Gadry Law Group and Able Law Firm, Central Catholic of Morgan City, taking on Home of Christian School. That's at 6 o'clock tonight over at Home of Christian School. Uh, we look forward to that. We'll have Richard Jones on in the next segment. After that, we go to our guy, Coach Keegan Pokey, uh, with LCO Middle School. Uh, the Bulldogs are off to a strong start to the season on the boys' basketball side, and we look forward to chatting with him about his team. But um, And then, then later in the show, we'll talk about the Saints. I'll eat some humble pie. My Cowboys lost. Uh, we will give some W's and some L's, and we'll do all that. But first, here, we'll get our weekend scoreboard. Friday, girls basketball. Ladies first, right? Friday, girls basketball results. Destrehan defeats Central Baton Rouge 57-47. to Good win for Destrehan. They're going to be one of the contenders in our 5A district. Zachary beats up on East St. John 74-37. to That is not an indictment on East St. John. That's just a sign that Zachary is one of the best teams in the state of Louisiana. East St. John is really good. East Ascension beats Thibodeau 52 to 43. So a good win for East Ascension. Ellender, we think, played Warren Easton, but there's no score reported there. I don't know if that game actually got played. Lutcher defeats Bonneville 57 to 35. A great win for a Lutcher team that appears to be much improved this season versus last. South Lafouche goes to the Walker tournament, falls to Bruley 62 to 51. So the Lady Tarpons fall on Friday against um Bruley. Vanderbilt Catholic goes to the Walker Tournament and falls to Huntington, 58-54. to 
Huntington, a really strong team, really strong opponent. They take down the Terriers 58-54. Berwick stays undefeated. Berwick is unbeaten on the year. Who would have thunk it? They're like 11 or 12-0. They beat Franklin 41-27. Great win for Berwick. E.D. White gets a big old win against Turlings Catholic, 39-27. Great win for Coach Nick Sinak and his team. We're going to have to get Coach Sinak on a little later in the week. I actually tried to have him on today, but it's finals week over there, and there's a lot of moving parts, and it was it just was impossible to line up. So either this week or next week when school's out, we'll have Coach Sinak on to, um, to brag on his girls because they're 10-3 and, and they're playing really well. Patterson uh, falls to Homa Christian School. Congratulations to Coach Jamar Celestine and his ladies. They get a 48-39 win over the Lumberjacks. That was on Friday. Uh, St. James gets a 50-49 win over Frederick Douglass. Great win for St. James there. And then rounding out our Friday girls basketball scores, we have Central Catholic falling to Doyle 54-39. But then Covenant Christian getting a 55-16 win over Crescent City. So that was our girls basketball scoreboard from Friday. Our girls basketball scoreboard from Saturday also had some results of interest that we'll tell you about, including Destrahan getting a 45-41 win over White Castle. Great win for the Wildcats. Also getting a win. Remember we told you a minute ago East St. John lost to Zachary and we said, hey, pay no mind to that. East St. John's really good. Well, they beat Bruley 51-34 on Saturday, so the Lady Cats get a win there. Hanville defeats Owachita Christian 47-27. Good win for Hanville. Our three river teams on the girls' basketball side are redunculous. They are all very, very, very good. Um, Morgan City falls to Hanson Memorial 36-20. Hanson Memorial gets a win over the Morgan City Tigers. Mandeville puts it on South Lafouche 62-25. Tough result out the Walker Tournament for South Lafouche. They go 0-2. Vanderbilt Catholic also goes 0-2 out of the Walker tournament. They lose to Walker 64-50. Walker might be the best team in Louisiana. Any classification, they beat Vanderbilt by double digits, but the Terriers fought them pretty tough. E.D. White was bragging them up just a minute ago. They get a big win, 49-28 over Central Catholic of Morgan City. That was on Saturday. Great win for Coach Snack and his staff uh, taking care of business there. That rounds out our girls basketball scoreboard. Now we move to our boys basketball scoreboard first on Friday, where we had several games of interest, starting with Destrehan and South Lafouche. South Lafouche gets a 41 to 40 win over Destrehan, a game that Destrehan led for most of the game. South Lafouche rallies back, got in the bonus in the fourth quarter, made a bunch of free throws. Terrence Petrie makes the game-winning free throw. Destrehan has a chance late to try to steal it. The Tarpons get a victory. Good win for South Lafouche, 41-40. to A game you had to have. Destrehan was winless. Uh, you can't lose that one. And they gave him a fight, but the Tarpons survived getting a 41-40 to win. East St. John falls to Rayville, 58-55 to over at the Rayville Tournament. The game of the week which we had uh, on the FM side of things was Vanderbilt Catholic getting a 62-57 to win over HL Bourgeois. So much that we could say there. That was a tremendous high school basketball game. The Stars came out to play. Chris Coleman for HL Bourgeois was great. David Green was great. Jaden Coleman was great for Vanderbilt. Jordan Matthews was great for Vanderbilt. I still go back and say what I said on Saturday, and I've said it on social media now a couple of times. The unsung MVP of the game is a guy who scored zero points. Sam Kennard for Vanderbilt Catholic was on the floor, diving for loose balls, playing tremendous defense, taking charges, doing all the gutsy and gritty things that allowed Vanderbilt to get a win. 
neither of these teams could have possibly been a loser on Friday, no matter how the result went. Both teams got better. Iron sharpens iron. Vanderbilt gets a 62-57 to win. Those, in my opinion, are the two best teams in our area. Hanville defeats McDonough 35-69-42. to Good win for Hanville. Let's see what else we got in the local scoreboard. Thibodeau loses to Franklin 49-35. to Franklin beats Thibodeau. Ellender got a 45-43 to win over Como over at the Southside Tournament. Don't sleep on the Patriots, bro. The Patriots are starting to get a little momentum. They're starting to get better. They're trending in the right direction just in time to come down the bayou and play south of the Foos later in the week. Um, Lakeshore defeats South Terrebonne 69-45, to so Lakeshore got a win over South Terrebonne. In 3A, E.D. White falls to Karen Crow 46-34 on Friday over at the Hanson Memorial Tournament. Karen Crow gets a win over the Cardinals. Patterson falls 74-43 to against Zachary. Zachary is, is is what they are. Homa Christian School puts an onslaught a community charter 60-29, to taking some momentum into, the, into today's game with Central Catholic. Central Catholic at the Hanson Memorial Tournament falls 67-42 to against Doyle. Again, that was on Friday. Covenant Christian defeats St. John 55-27. to Good win for CCA. That leads to now our Saturday boys basketball scoreboard, which was a little lighter, but which did have some games of local interest. East St. John gets a 76-20 win over General Trash over at the Rayville Tournament, so the Wildcats bounce back and get a big win there. Uh, let's see. We had Thibodeau High School. Remember we had Tony Clark on the Saturday show? And he said, hey, man, we match up well with Brobridge. We're confident we could get a good result against Brobridge. They do. They get a 56-51 to victory. Thibodeau gets a win at the Southside Tournament over Brobridge. Good on them. That's a good win. Ellender, again, I'm telling you, they're starting to get hot. They're starting to play well. At the Southside Tournament, they get a 43-29 win over Abbeville. So the Patriots entered last week with like one win on the season. Now they've got like three or four wins on the season and a couple in a row, so they're starting to string some things together and they're starting to play their best ball uh, heading towards district play. West St. Mary gets a 68-31 to win over Berwick. E.D. White bounces back. Remember we said Friday they lost to Karen Crow? Well, they get a 47-45 to win over Doyle over at the Hanson Memorial Tournament. From what I understand, kind of some uh, last-second heroics there for the Cardinals getting a win over Doyle. Patterson falls to Santamont 62 to 56. Santamont gets a victory over the very talented Lumberjacks. And then in single A, we had uh, Hanson Memorial getting a 39 34 win over St. Edmund. So that wraps up our scoreboard of games that were played over the weekend. Congratulations to the winners. And we look forward to what is still a very busy week, man, because look, we got the game of the week tonight. Home of Christian School hosting Central Catholic of Morgan City. That will tip off at 6 o'clock. But we got a very busy tarpon week as well. Tuesday, South Lafouche and Terrebonne uh, on the boys' side. Friday, South Lafouche and Ellender on the boys' side. And then um, I believe we've got a game Thursday as well. I see it on the calendar. we got a game Thursday as well. So we're going to be staying super busy heading into the holidays. And we hope everybody is really enjoying um, all of the local coverage that we're given. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Richard Jones of Homa Christian School. They're taking on Central Catholic today. It is our game of the week. We will have that for you on ESPN 100.3. The coach will give us some pointers and some things that he and his team are looking to accomplish in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. 
While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. want to uh, correct myself. In the last segment of the show, I said that tonight's game of the week would be at 6 o'clock between Central Catholic and Homer Christian. That opening tip has actually been moved up to 5.30 uh, due to some junior varsity uh, issues there. The JV game got canceled, so we moved up the varsity to 5.30. And we have Homer Christian School boys basketball coach, Coach Richard Jones on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. Good morning, Casey. I'm actually not sick. I, I feel well right now, man. So I was knocking on wood with you, man, when you opened your segment. You said, yo, bro, yeah, you and me are like the only two in the world right now, man. Have you guys had to deal with that rash of flu? Dude, every coach I talk to right now is missing this kid with flu, this kid with sinus infection. Like, has have you guys been bitten by the bug? Yeah, we, we've had some guys that missed some, uh, some practice time uh, with some different, different sickness stuff, but... Uh, Fortunately, nobody has missed, uh, you know, any games with that going on. But man, every every coach I I talk to, every every coach and friend I talk to, man, they're, they're definitely going through it. It's a challenge for everybody. No doubt, dude. Look, you guys are at home tonight. It's a big one taking on Central Catholic. I've seen you guys. I've seen them. I think it's a very evenly matched game. You guys are five and three on the season, coming in with some momentum after beating Slaughter on Friday. Talk about the challenge today. I'm sure you guys are very excited. Definitely, man. Uh, this this is our third home game this season, uh, so you know it's it's big for us to be able to to try to compete and, and protect our home floor. But uh, it's going to be no easy task. Uh, just watching them on film and and knowing Coach Case, they they're going to be well prepared. Uh, they're he's one of the best coaches in the area, and they got you know they got one of the best uh, 
volume scores in, in the area with the case kid with another guard to compliment. They got some athleticism inside. Uh, they might not be the, the deepest crew as far as numbers, but man, that's a, that's a really tough team. You could throw out their record. They're going to win a ton of games. So it's definitely a tough challenge for us tonight. So talk about this without giving away your game plan publicly on the air. How do you try to slow case down, man? Because um, heck, we were all sitting in the HL Bourgeois gym. There are times where he's going to score even when you're defending him well. So I guess the question more is not so much how do you defend them, but more how do you keep your guys to keep their chins up and tell them like, hey, bro, sometimes you guys are going to do everything right and he's still going to make plays. How do you keep them focused on the task at hand even when he's going to maybe be making some shots in traffic? You know, that, that's exactly it. That's, that's very well said. He's going he's going to score. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to have to throw some different wrinkles at him and, uh, you know, without giving away too much. It's, it's something that we're able to do on our home floor. Our, our, our court's a little bit smaller than a lot of the – a lot of the gyms we, we play in around the area, we can do some different things schematically. But at the end of the day, that kid's a stud. He's going you know, to score. We just got to make sure uh, we limit those around him and make sure he doesn't go absolutely nuts. And uh, really just kind of what you said, just, just keep your head up. The ball's going to go through the net. Uh, just make sure we get it out quick. Make sure we control tempo and, and just move on to the next play. Your defense right now seems to be the strength of your team. The high mark that you guys have given up points-wise was 63 against Ellen there, and you were kind of texting me after that one saying, hey, man, like they were just red hot. Uh, talk about that. Do you think your defense is ahead of your offense right now? And if so, how does your offense bridge that gap and try to you know meet the defense uh, in the middle? Yeah, I would say our, our defense is our, is our strong suit. Um, you know, we're, we're deceptively athletic for a, for a 2A uh private school I, I, I truly believe we were able to kind of throw some teams off rhythm with just just some variations of different defenses and that's something something kids get excited about um we've, we've had our, our struggles this year to score the basketball um just getting off to a to a to a fresh start getting off to a, a hot start not getting down in the game uh six to eight nothing is, is important for us just make sure that ball goes through the hole just for for anybody um you know um Justin Brinson, he's a, he's a freshman that's that's really been kind of our go-to guy, uh, kid. He's a lefty that can really really fill it up and get to his mark and uh, shoot the basketball really well, get to the hole. And he, he's surrounded by, complimented by some some guys that are that are pretty athletic and willing to accept that role. So we got to get Justin Brinson going tonight, and uh, we got to switch some things up defensively. For sure, man. Look, playing at home, I love the environment of y'all gym. As you said it a minute ago, it's not a big old gym. It's kind of a smaller, more compact gym. But when people fill it up, it gets as loud as the others, man. I'm sure you guys are expecting a nice home crowd. I'm sure Central Catholic is going to represent themselves well again. I'm expecting a great environment, and I'm sure the kids are looking forward to playing in it. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and you know, to piggyback off of that, is, you know, it's our third, it's our third home game. And, uh, you know we're we're halfway through the month of December, so we got a nice string of home games coming up. We got another one Wednesday, uh, then we got that game Friday with Ed White at Nichols. So it's a it's a good opportunity to 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 grab some momentum and and really just uh, be at home and 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 just give it our best and give it our all. Man, they, they're definitely excited. I've been asking the coaches this question all week, and if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm sure you know what's coming. Uh, the executive committee over in Baton Rouge is, um, they have a proposal that would allow everyone a free one-time transfer waiver. Now, 
it's not as um, crooked as it sounds because, you know, there's still going to be some boundaries and some zoning things and everything like that. Um, but it is something that's making a lot of folks uncomfortable because they're seeing this as almost like it'd be the development of a transfer portal in high school athletics. What are your thoughts on this, man? I'm really nervous about it. I don't think it's going to pass, but just the fact that it's being proposed, tell me that this is where it's headed in the future. What are your thoughts as you're seeing this conversation start to shake out? Uh, Casey, honestly, I don't, I don't truly have an opinion on it. I haven't, uh, I haven't read the proposal. I've, I've kind of heard you guys talk about it on the show. It's something uh, myself and my coaching staff hasn't really uh, paid much attention to. Um, but I can, I can say this. Nothing with the LHSA surprises me. So, uh, I mean, just expect the unexpected, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, man. And hopefully we could uh, get some clarity there and hopefully we get, could get the situation where everybody will be happy. Um, right now you guys are sitting at 31. Got to make quite a leap to get into that postseason contention. It feels like, Richard, that this is a very important stretch for you all. You mentioned that a second ago. Uh, you know, you got the big game tonight, you know, E.D. White coming up, Church Point, Patrick Taylor. Like, you got some PowerPoint earning games here coming up. This feels like this is a big 7- to 14-day stretch for your team. No, it is, and uh, it's it's just all a part of the process. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you can't freak out about where you rank at the, at the given moment. Just prepare for the next game. And, uh, honestly, all we've, all we've done um, – is, is kind of straight on Central Catholic. We uh, we know it's a big week for us. Playing three games in in the span of five days is is always tough. So uh, you know, yesterday we got the guys in the gym, did some install. We prepared for Central Catholic, and uh, we actually had them in the classroom, and we we watched uh, ESPN Films uh, uh, documentary on the Fab Five. Man, we're just really trying to just have some team bonding and just have them relaxed, and we'll. We'll get the guys in the gym today with a shoot around and, uh, you know, just get ready for that 530 tip. So we're excited about it. What's it like being at a school that's K through 12? I was asking Jesse Turner this question during football, and he said, man, like, look, dude, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, I get to watch the third and fourth graders at recess, and I get, you know, get my eyes on who's some of the good athletes coming up. And, like, you guys are in the same situation where you guys got the little bitties, and then you also got the, you know, the high school guys. What's it like being in a school where you get the children and also the young adults? Like, it's got to be a unique thing, especially given that you've come from, you know, traditional high schools before this. It really is awesome, man. It, it, it's it's really hard to describe unless you you walk foot through those halls. But to uh, to have to have kindergartners and uh, you know graders, second graders just you know, come up to you, give you a high five, and give you, give you a little dab, give you a hug, and uh, always you know they, they know who you are. They know who my players are. They look up to them like they're 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 huge celebrities almost. And uh, it's it's really cool. It's 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 awesome to to see see what we have coming up uh which we, we have a lot of really good kids coming up which is which is very important and uh you know it's one of those things where you you fall in love with the with the crew that you're coaching at the moment but you also kind of kind of look to you turn that blind eye and, and look to the future is that man there's, there's some nice pieces coming up and there's some good quality kids with good parents and it's just uh it's, it's something that's, that's really exciting, man. It, it's uh, just very, very family-oriented, and uh, I'm just excited to be a part of Homer Christian School, man. 
Great answer, dude. Look, um, you guys are taking on a quality opponent. What are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys have to do well today to defend your home floor? Hot start. We got. We, we, we have to start fast. Uh, you know, with some of our, our scoring struggles at times, you know, a, a 6 nothing lead or an 8-2 lead could almost seem like we're down 12 nothing. Uh, so I, I want to see that ball go through the basket early. And uh, the, the kids are excited, man. They, they're, they're, they're ready to go. Uh, just making sure we know exactly what we're going to be in defensively uh, because we're, we're going to switch it up a ton tonight. Uh, just, just attention to detail and knowing your assignments. And at the end of the day, no one could hurt you. You know, there's going to be uh, – if we, we can't let Case walk out of our gym with a, with a 35-point game. We got we to gotta make sure that kid is, uh, earns every, everything he can, and we got to make sure the, the guard that compliments him uh, doesn't have the game of his life either. And, um, you know, just make sure we control the pace and make sure we stay together. And uh, at the end of the day, just, just keep believing in each other and um, – just celebrate each other's success. At the end of the day, you know, it's one basketball game. It's a big one for us, but we just want to make sure we uh, we give it our all, man, stay together. For sure, dude. You know I couldn't let you go without asking about the Eagles tonight. Are you guys going to win on Monday Night Football, taking on Seattle? Jalen Hurts may be in the lineup, maybe not in the lineup. Are you expecting an Eagles win tonight? I think that guy plays, you know, I think with the pedigree of him, man, he would play no matter what. Um I, I would hope the Eagles win, man. Last time I was a little, I was a little arrogant about the Cowboys game. So, uh, <laughs> congrats to you on that one. Now I didn't get to see the uh, the Cowboys Bills game. Oh, you didn't uh, miss much. But I, I did, I did see the final score. It made me smile. Um, <laughs> so, so that that was great. And I'm still, you know, I'm scrolling, scrolling Twitter, and I'm I'm seeing the the Eagles celebrate the Cowboys demise and. Uh, Still complaining about running the foot, not running the football against you guys, uh, but it, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's a week-to-week league. Um, Cowboys, man, on the road are a little bit different team, I think sometimes. But again, man, who who knows? As long as you get in the playoffs, which we both clinch, it, it, it's going to be a new season. Uh, I, I hope the Eagles win tonight, but it scares me, man. We 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 changing defensive coordinators. Late this season, I, I don't know, man. We're going to have to score some points tonight. <laughs> yeah, I tend to agree with you there, brother. Hey, look, man, thanks so much for the time, and also thanks for the hospitality, man. You guys have been super willing to work with us this week, and uh, can't wait to get to your gym tonight, brother. Absolutely. What time are you guys getting there, Casey? Ah, uh, 4.45 or something like that, about 45 minutes okay. before the tip. All right, man. We'll have you hooked up, brother. Thank you all. Can't wait. Yep. That is Coach Richard Jones with Homa Christian School doing an excellent job. We always look forward to chatting with him. We thank him so much for his time. That's going to be a good one tonight. I loved his answer about, you know, hey, man, look, the the, the case kid is going to score, right? I mean, we, you could have a hand in his face. He could be shooting from 30 feet away, and at times it's going to still go in because that's the type of player that he is. Um and I also loved his answer of saying, hey, man, they got some other dudes too now. Uh, they got some other guards. They got you know some kids that are very athletic. And uh, it should be a whole lot of fun to see, but we certainly can't wait to get out there and check it out. And a reminder, again, I know I said it earlier in the show and, it, and I was incorrect. That game is at 5.30 today. No junior varsity, just varsity. 5.30 today. We'll be going live about 5.15, 5.20, whatever. And we will be carrying that one for you on ESPN 100.3. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to have Coach Keegan Pokey of LCO Middle School. His boys basketball team is off to a pretty strong start to the year. 
and look forward to hearing from the guy who is uh, kind of molding and mentoring some of the future Tarpons. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That's State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Happy Holidays from Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Join us for the Wrap Up the Year sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It is the December to remember, so get a great deal on your dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Health System. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the Director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury, or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501. The Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Health System, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody is enjoying their Monday. We go to the phone lines and we have LCO boys basketball coach slash athletic director, Coach Keegan Pokey on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? I'm doing well. What about you, Casey? Doing good, bro. Uh, it's a fun time of the year. You guys are in the gym uh, making some things happen. Off to a strong start to the season. Uh, tell us about the way the guys are competing so far in the early stages over in, at LCO. Yeah, uh, one of the better times of the year, you know, especially coming into a holiday after, uh, I, I think, a pretty solid start. I think we are uh, improving each and every practice. I think we're improving each and every game. Um, definitely a lot of talented teams around the area. We saw that this weekend. We saw uh, a good bit of homeless schools. We saw a typical middle school. So definitely something to look forward to. Definitely happy the way we've been playing, but understanding that there's uh, a lot of different areas that we can improve on and we're looking to improve on. 
Man, just kind of combing through social media, man. Got some big performances this weekend. I see Kobe Cantrell had 20 in one of your games against CCA. Then Jaden Smith with 27. Man, not often in middle school do you see kids getting in the 20s out there. But, bro, you guys got some firepower, huh? Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, last year we had some height. We had some big kids that could score. This year, too, the same thing as well. Um, but Kobe Cantrell pretty much could score anywhere on the court. Jaden Smith is a kid that maybe played basketball for, I think, going on year three, and he could finish at the rim uh, really well. He could. He is very athletic, um, attacks the rebound with a purpose, and he goes right back up with it. Kale Hunter in our starting lineup, Kale Hunter is a guy who pretty much could defend anyone, uh, I would think anyone in the parish, anyone in the tri-parish. Um, and then Kobe Nelson was a little scrappy uh, point guard for us. He could shoot really well, too, as well. Kai Gidry, big, strong kid. And then we got a few kids coming off the bench, too, that's starting to see more playing time that I think are going to do really well for us as well. Coaches are never satisfied. You guys are 6-3. and three. What are some areas that you guys are going to be working hard on to try to get ready for parish play? Yeah, um, I, and at this level and even at the freshman level, uh, you see a lot of times you struggle against a man-to-man defense, especially ball pressure. Uh, we saw that this week, and we saw a lot of ball pressure. We saw uh, that against Oakland, too, as well. Um, so working on Matt's man, learning how to handle pressure, learning to uh, look before you pass, uh, turnovers is kind of one of the things that we're going to have to limit a little bit more before we go into parish play as well. So just handling pressure, handling the turnovers, uh, continue to do little things like blocking out, closing out, um, being tough. All those different things is something that we're going to continue to work on. Uh, and especially at this level, at this level, a lot of times you, you want to go ahead and game plan so much. But truthfully, all in all, is pretty much – uh, just working to improve on yourself, improve as individuals and teams, and then that's pretty much all you guys for. So talk to me about the strategy of this because, you know, you guys play your Paris schedule, and that'll be coming up after the holidays. But now you guys also play almost like the high schools. I call it a non-district schedule where you guys are playing in tournaments and whatever it may be. You guys have already faced Lockport. You've already faced Raceland. You've already faced Thibodeau Middle. You played Golden Meadow in a scrimmage. In those early season games, obviously you're always playing to win, but do you hold some things back to try to save them for the Parish game? Like, Do you prioritize those Parish games a little more, or is it just, heck, anytime they roll the ball out, we're going to try to get it? Yeah, absolutely. Like Against Lockport, it was one of those uh, situations to where uh, we were making runs, and we were up by 10, and then they would cut it to maybe about 9, and then we would go up by 17, and they would cut it back down to 10. They would go in runs. And at that point, I just wanted to see as a team how we reacted to it. So I didn't really use too many timeouts in that game. I just wanted to see us as a team uh, react instead of me calling timeout how we're going to win those games, how we're going to tough out those games, or we're just going to fold over mentally. And we responded really well. We responded a lot better than what I thought we would have. But, yeah, absolutely. And especially early in the season, you don't really have too much in. Um, well, you don't have uh, what you need to put in towards the, the parish play. You might not show a defense like a triangle on one, boxing one, uh, maybe the offenses that you plan on running. So, yeah, absolutely. You, you don't show it by default almost, and you also don't want to show it as well. Yeah, I totally understand that. Brother, when are you guys next back in action? When's the next time we should, so we're going to be seeing the Bulldogs in play? So we're going to be, play, be playing after the new year. We play in the Raceland Tournament. Raceland Tournament is like the weekend uh, of January 1st. I think it's like the 5th and 6th. That will be our uh, first time. Uh, that will be our next opportunity to play. I'm sure they're going to have some really good teams like the Homer Junior Highs, Thibodeau's, Racelands. Uh, so we're going to be facing quality opponents. We're going to be facing opponents that hopefully we could get some good work on going into Parish. 
Yeah, sounds good, dude. Um, look, man, I, I asked you this during football. I'm going to ask you again during basketball. It's got to be just the coolest thing for you, man, to see your nephew play, making big plays on the basketball court. But in addition to your nephew, you know, Bo Georges is playing. Carter Cantrell gets into a varsity game Friday, makes a difference. Cullen Santamont was a big part of South Hoosh, nearly beating Central LaFouche. Like, bro, your, your dudes that were with you not that long ago are already at the varsity level making an impact. And, dude, it's got to be just cool as heck to not be a coach and be a fan and just watch your guys go and, and have a blast out there. Yeah, and, look, uh, those guys made my job a, a lot easier than what I realized when they were over here, uh, just like this group coming through as well. But, uh, yeah, and, and, look, those those group of kids are special. Uh, I would never take possess, like, just going ahead and claiming them just for the fact that they're, uh, they're unbelievable basketball players. But, like you said, I was probably – if you saw me for the who who they played the Central Fuge game, you probably thought I was a dad or I was an <laughs> idiot fan. Uh, when Terrence was making a couple plays, I was screaming, "Let's go, T!" When Cullen hit the big shot, I was uh, like in a like a teenager throwing my hands up like they do to the three pointer. Um, all those little, little things, and then on the way back from uh, our game Friday, I, I put on the radio to listen to Coach Collin and Coach St. Pierre calling the game, and then when. Carter gets in. I was like, oh, Cantrell's in. And then he takes a big charge. I'm fist pumping, almost wrecking on the side of the road. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. It's, big. it's awesome. Actually, tomorrow, instead of us practicing, being that we got a big break, uh, we're actually going to take the whole team. We're going to dress up. We're going to go ahead and, and put our warm-up shirts on. So we're going to go support that JV team and, and the freshman team because they deserve the support that they, they, uh, they're going to get from us. So, yeah, it, it's awesome. It's giving the goosebumps right now. But, uh Every night when I see those kids to see, that's that's a big, uh, that's the the stepping point for us. You know, that's that's what we're hoping and we're praying for that they continue to play basketball when they they leave here, and they continue to have success as well. No, that's cool as heck, man. Um, look, I, I was asked over the weekend, and, and you may have some insight into this, you may not, but you're certainly going to have an opinion. Is that uh, in Terrebonne Parish, the middle schools are adopting soccer programs. A lot of the middle schools there play soccer. And then also there's a couple of middle schools that are trying to uh, envelope baseball into their curriculum. If I had to guess, you know, you're an athletic director. I'm sure that if this were ever presented to you, you'd be all for it. You know, more kids playing, better for everybody. But have you heard any conversations in, in terms of growing the list of uh, sports that are going to be offered at the middle school level? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. We really haven't talked about it, but that's something that we we meet once a year at the end of a basketball season or at the end of track season. We kind of get together as athletic directors and principals, and we we uh, table anything, any ideas that we need. But in order for it to happen, we we just need all schools on board, uh, and we would have to get the facilities, make sure everyone has the facilities to go ahead and do those different things. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, baseball down here is already big as it is. It would definitely help our program continue uh, to South Bush level. I think it would help kids, and maybe I'm wrong for saying this, but maybe staying. They get to play with kids at their level, at yep. the middle school level, instead of going elsewhere because they play sports elsewhere with other kids. So, yeah, I, I think it would be big, especially soccer, too. I know our uh, our middle school girls are, are really good at soccer, too, as well. So giving them the opportunity, instead of having to travel elsewhere to play soccer, I think it would be a good idea. It's just everyone in the past will have to be on board. Yeah, no doubt, man. Good answer. Look, before we let you go, you said it a minute ago. You guys have a long break before you guys are going to be taking the floor again after the holiday. 
but practice time is is very vital and very valuable, and you can make a whole lot of hay in these next couple of weeks in the gym working on you guys. What are some areas you guys are going to be working on to try to make sure that you're a better basketball team the next time you take the floor? Yeah, you know, little things like uh, paying attention to detail. Like It can help us for turnovers a lot of times this past week, and we were just kind of sitting back, watching the ball come to us, attacking the ball, uh, attacking rebounds. Uh, but those little different things, playing defense, playing our zone, I really think if we focus on those little things, we'll take a step forward. And if we keep, continue to keep those little steps going forward, I, I think I would like our chances moving moving into Parish. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about this, bro. I saw on your social media one of your babies scored a bucket this weekend, dude. You had to be the proudest dad in the world watching that, dude. I got the chills watching it. Talk me through that. <laughs> so uh, we played CCA twice this weekend. And after the second time we played them, I was – Already on a high, I'm like, cool, that was, that was big to be the team like that. Twice by uh, double digits, you know, I was pumped up. And then my dad looked at me and said, hey, you must have not checked your, your phone yet. And I said, no, I haven't. Why? He said, go look what your mom just sent you. And look, the, the little one, the oldest one, just go with the flow. Like, if you tell me to play bitty basketball, she's in play. She might not really care for it, but she's never going to say no. Well, the little one, it's hard to get her even on the court. So uh, seeing that and then seeing like it kicked football gear and then her go around the court and then the shooting. Uh, but she, she has no, uh, no excitement now. I say, Hey, you scored a point. And she's like, yes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's not a big deal, but it was a big deal to me. So oh, I'm no very, doubt. Very happy. Happy tears. No Thank doubt, dude. I was super excited to see that video, man. Look, Merry Christmas to you and the family. Thanks so much for the time. I can't wait to catch you guys in action, bro. Same thing to y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. As Coach Keegan Pokey doing an excellent job. As always, LCO's got a strong team, and they're going to continue to have a strong team because they've got a great person leading their program. Keegan knows that I think the world of what he does out there. And um, really talented kids, man. Let me tell you, uh, folks down the bayou are getting used to hearing the name Carter Cantrell because he's starting to play some varsity minutes as a ninth grader. Well, little brother, Kobe, ain't too bad either. He's been uh, uh, putting up some big numbers. This Jaden Smith is is an ox down there, man. He works hard. He's tough. Um, so, LCO's got a strong team. They're 6-3 and three on the season, and they're going to play good ball throughout the rest of the season. Um, and if you follow Keegan on social media, go watch that video of his little girl score, and it will make you smile. Um, it, is, it was truly awesome. Let's catch a break. When we get back, ugh, we got to talk about some NFL stuff. Um yeah, I guess it's going to be time for me to eat some crow in the next segment of the show. Thankfully, Brian's not here to put my nose in it, but something tells me he'll be back tomorrow. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this, talking a couple of things happening in the world of sports. During this holiday season, our thoughts turn gracefully to those who have made our progress possible. And in this spirit, we say sincerely thank you and best wishes for the holiday season and a happy new year from everyone at Ashley Barrios State Farm Insurance. The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a safe and happy holiday season. From the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office. As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of LaRose Incorporated, also known as KLEB 1600 AM, also known as the Ragin' Cajun, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We are not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled or if a business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up prizes within 30 days. You may also pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308, LaRose. Thank you for listening. 
Your business is as unique as Southeast Louisiana. People, culture, family. We know what it means to be local. Rev is the only communications provider with support teams that live and work in the same Louisiana communities that we serve. Customer first localism is truly in our DNA. Our promise is to bring your business the reliability and local support you deserve. We've been connecting communities in Louisiana for 85 years and we're ready to serve you and your business. Rev Business. Advanced Eye Institute in Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, health care is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Health Care Help Desk. Call 800-301-7166. From the entire team at Golden Motors, we would like to wish you an amazing holiday. Thank you for your continued support of our dealership. We look forward to serving you for more years to come. Happy holidays from Golden Motors. I want to send my sincerest thanks to Coach Keegan Pokey for his time in the last segment. I want to send my sincerest thanks to Coach Richard Jones for his time earlier in the show. It's play-by-play. Let's pay a couple of bills here. Uh, We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation. Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff. And also, Dufresne Building Materials. Come experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidale, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. We thank the Dufresne family for their continued support of play-by-play. And then a reminder, we've got a bunch of high school basketball coverage this week. Catch high school basketball here on KLEB 102.7 FM and 1600 AM. Get in on the action. Uh, with play-by-play done by myself and the color analyst, Coach Brian Colley, here on the Raging Cajun. Our broadcast is sponsored in part by Duck Fab, Terrebonne General Health System, Advanced Eye Institute, 3T Oil, Joe Septic, Absolute Fitness, GIS, Rev, Dufresne Building Materials, and Calvin Braxton Ford. We got some tarping games this week, tomorrow night in the tank against Terrebonne, Friday in the tank against Ellender. So not a heavy travel week for us this week. Uh, got a bunch of games at home. And hopefully the Tarpons could take care of business, though it is going to be a big challenge. Terrebonne is really good, and Ellender is not at that same elite level, but they're starting to play well, like we talked about earlier in the show. They won a couple of games over at the Southside Tournament this weekend. Now, let's talk some NFL. 
And we'll start closer to home with the New Orleans Saints. They get a 24-6 win over the New York Giants. And really, outside of the first drive where the Giants go down the field, get a field goal, take a 3-0 lead, Saints kind of controlled the game. Um, look, I, if, if I want to be the one that, that always stands up here and yells and screams about how bad everything is, then i got to be willing to say when the team played well. This was as well as they played all year. Defensively, you're getting pressure on the quarterback. You're stopping the run. Saquon Barkley was held to nine carries, 14 yards. Offensively, you were efficient. You scored in the red zone. Carr was 23 of 28, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 218 yards. You still didn't run the ball very well, 28 carries for 87. But you were without a lot of key pieces, right? You were without Olave. You were without Michael Thomas. No surprise there. Uh, But you were without a lot of key pieces, and you still had... Uh, the ability to have a successful day. And I get it. It's the Giants. The Giants suck. And and it, I get it. It's not a win that's going to make the front pages of the New York Times, right? It's not going to be uh, earth-shattering world news that the Saints got a home win against the Giants. That's what you're supposed to do. But the fact remains that we've seen New Orleans play bad teams this year and struggle mightily, including two Sundays ago when they struggled past Carolina. Earlier in the season, they struggled past the Bears. So we have seen this team... Uh, win some games this year just because they were the less bad of two bad teams. Yesterday, they actually looked okay. Okay, like They beat a bad team, but they actually looked physically impressive while doing so. That's the positive. The negative is that, man, Dennis Allen is one of the least likable coaches in the entire NFL. After the game, instead of just taking the high road, hey, we played well, yada, 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 he continues to have like this vendetta against the media that are trying to hold him accountable to his team's ineptitude. He said after the game, I don't know if I'm going to get any quarterback questions this week, but I just thought the quarterback played well. I wanted to just get that on the record and just kind of add a little smart-ass smile and smirk. And Dennis, let me fill you in on something, bro. You're 22-45 and 45 as a head coach in the NFL. That's a 32% win percentage. In New Orleans, it's been a little bit better, but you're 14 and 17. You were 7 and 7 against the worst schedule in the NFL and one of the worst schedules that I could remember in the NFL in recent days. You're 7 and 7. If you were half as good as you think you are with your little smart ass grin, your little smile and smirk, ha <laughs> Derek Carr was good today. Y'all ain't going to talk bad about my quarterback. If you were half as good as you thought that you were, your team would be 10-4 and four right now and your division would already be locked up. This idea of, oh, I'm going to rub it in the media's face. The media's been negative. Oh, they've been so mean. The media is telling the truth. They're calling it the way that they see it. A lot of folks that are around the team daily are seeing that the team is not executing at a high level and they're just informing the public of that, a.k.a. doing their job. Something that I think Dennis Allen should focus on doing is doing his job because if he doesn't do it at a high level, I don't know how much longer he's going to have it. Now, I think that he is earning himself some equity by getting two wins in a row. But again, you beat Carolina and you beat New York both at home. Let's see you in the next two weeks. Go to Los Angeles on a short week Thursday night and beat the Rams. Let's see that. Then the week after that, hey, you got a little bit of an extended rest. You're going at Tampa, a Tampa Bay team that busted you in the face in the Dome 26-9, a Tampa team that went to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field yesterday and beat the snot out of the Packers. Let's see you do it the next two weeks. Because I'll be the first one to say, if New Orleans goes on the road the next two weeks and beats the Rams and beats the Bucks, I will be the first one on here that following Monday after the Tampa Bay game 
to say, hey, attaboy, you, you guys proved me wrong. I don't think they're going to win either of those two games. And, and, and to say, oh, well, I thought the quarterback was great today. I'm not going to get asked any mean questions about the quarterback today. The fact that the quarterback's quote-unquote salvation game, his, his bounce-back game, was a game that he had 218 yards in as a $150 million player. The fact that we are pleased and thrilled with a 218-yard game is exactly why everybody doesn't believe in this team even after winning the last two weeks. 218 yards. Come on, man. That, that's a half sometimes for some of the elite guys in the league. Was Carr competent yesterday? Yeah, he was. He was. He was completing passes on third down. He was as efficient as we've seen all year. Was he Joe Montana or Tom Brady yesterday? No, he was not. He was checking down, making the easy throws. You know who's not going to give you easy throws? Aaron Donald ain't going to give you easy throws. Aaron Donald's going to be in your face, putting you on your behind all night on Thursday. Can you complete passes in a dirty pocket? That's going to be the, the, the real test that this team has to figure out. It's Carolina and New York couldn't get any pressure on core. None. He was sacked twice combined in the two games. The Rams are going to get some pressure on you. And you're not going to be in your cutesy-bootsy little Superdome to try to you know have the home crowd going your way. You're going to have their crowd yelling and screaming at you. Can you do it with a silent count? Can you do it against a better defense? Can you do it against a better coach? Can you do it against an offense that's going to score on your defense because... DeVito and Bryce Young couldn't score on most junior varsity high school defenses. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup will. Can you do it against an opponent of that caliber? And if you do, two straight weeks, you go on the road, you beat the Rams, you beat the Bucks, you're going to shut me up for good. I'm going to have to say, hey, this is unquestionably the best team in the NFC South. But as of right now, I can't say that because A, I've already seen Tampa beat you once in your place. It wasn't close. And B, Tampa's win yesterday was better than either of your two wins the last couple of weeks. Going to Lambeau Field and winning is more impressive than what New Orleans has done in the last couple of weeks. But that doesn't sugarcoat, nor sh not sugarcoat, that doesn't shade the fact that New Orleans did play better yesterday. This was a better performance from a New Orleans team than what we had seen in a while. This was probably their best performance since winning at Indy 38-27 or beating New England 34 to nothing. This was probably their best performance since then. And at the end of the day, winning ugly, winning pretty, whatever it may be, winning matters. Just ask Atlanta because Atlanta yesterday went to Carolina and lost. So finding ways to, you don't have to apologize for finding ways to win these games against bad teams, no matter how it looks, because it sure as hell beats the alternative. And all you got to do is ask Atlanta for that. Because I'm sure the Falcons would have loved an ugly win yesterday against Carolina. Instead, they got an ugly loss that might knock them out of playoff contention. So for New Orleans, let's temper the expectations a little bit. Dennis Allen's over here strutting his stuff like he's Bill Belichick. Bro, you're 7-7, seven and seven and that's the best season you've ever had in your career. You're 7-7 seven and seven against a schedule that some SEC teams play a more difficult schedule than you do. And like I said earlier in the segment, any other coach would be probably 11 and 3 or 10 and 4 through this schedule. Given the fact that for the first 2 months of the season you didn't have any injuries at all. Given the fact that you have had opportunities to win games, you blew a big lead against Green Bay. Right? You blew a big lead. You showed up against Detroit and were blatantly not ready to play. You showed up against Minnesota and were blatantly not ready to play. You showed up against Jacksonville and were not ready to play. Fell behind big in a lot of those games and battled back, made it close but then came up a little bit short. 
First quarter is going to be big on Thursday. New Orleans' habit and pattern this year against the few quality opponents that they have played is, hey, fall behind 20 to nothing, get behind the eight ball, come back and come up short. You got to show up on Thursday and win the first quarter. If you do that, you got a chance. If you don't, you're getting run out by a Rams team that is coming into the game playing well. They're 7-7, seven and seven, and they're actually a five-point favorite. This would be a very impressive win for New Orleans, and if Dennis Allen wants to strut and do the peacock, peacock thing, then go on the road and beat Los Angeles. If not, shut up because you're supposed to beat the Giants and the, Pat- and the Panthers both in the dome. Let's catch a break when we get back. Huh, how about them Cowboys? Uh, we'll talk about that and then a couple of other things. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Join the Hot Sauce Express weekdays on the Rage and Cajun. Tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet, the Hot Sauce Express. And it's all brought to you in part by Later the Sea General Hospital and Golden Motors. Don't forget, that's the Hot Sauce Express, weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on The Rage and Cajun, KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, health care is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Health Care Help Desk. Call 800-301-7166. 800 301-7166. 800-301-7166. Hi, I'm Chad Boudreau, owner-president of Joe's Septic Contractors. One of the real joys of the holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you and to wish everyone a happy holiday and New Year filled with wealth, happiness, and prosperity. From the staff of Joe Septic and the entire Boudreaux family. We have breaking news here on Play by Play. It's breaking news, but it's not necessarily surprising news. Jaden Daniels has just announced on social media that his LSU career is over. Daniels announced that he is not going to be playing in the New Year's Day Bowl 
for LSU uh, against Wisconsin. So Garrett Nussmeyer is going to get the opportunity to start the game against Wisconsin on New Year's Day. Um, as much as I would want to see um, Jaden Daniels play one more time in Baton Rouge, we've talked about this throughout the last couple of weeks. This is probably the best thing for LSU going forward um, because now you're going to get a full four-quarter look at the guy that might be the next man up, but then again, he might not be the next man up because LSU has been actively in the transfer portal trying to sign a quarterback. They had Vanderbilt's quarterback in for a visit this weekend. He ended up committing to South Carolina. They had NC State's quarterback in for a visit. He ended up committing somewhere else. I don't remember where he ended up committing, but the Tigers are trying to find quarterback depth in the portal. And something tells me if Nussmeyer comes out against Wisconsin and is 10 of 28 with 160 yards and two interceptions, then those searches and that quest to find a new guy is going to accelerate quite a bit. I'm not saying that's what I'm expecting to happen, but I am saying that as much as LSU would love for Jaden Daniels to go out and play, as much as LSU would love for Jaden Daniels to go and suit it up one more time, um, you do also got to try to find out what you got in the future, right? And this isn't a college football playoff game. This isn't a New Year's Six game. It's a game that, look, heading into the spring, you should beat Wisconsin with Garrett Nussmeyer if you're being the, the team that you hope to be going forward because if Nussmeyer can't beat Wisconsin, then how the hell is he going to beat Alabama? And how the hell is he going to beat Ole Miss and, and Oklahoma and, and Texas and all the great teams in the SEC? So you're going to get that look. And I think it's a great opportunity for Nuss. And I'm curious now. I'm, I'm, I'm actually more excited now about the bowl than it would have been if Jaden would have played. If, look, if Jaden Daniels plays the bowl, Wisconsin's not catching him in the He would have rushed for as many yards as he wanted to rush for. He would have thrown for as many yards as he wanted to throw for. And LSU would have beat the hell out of Wisconsin. And yeah, that would have been fun. But it's not going to be as fun, in my opinion, as this, where you get a chance to see the guy who's up next, at least we think, and you get a better indication of what you need going forward. So I think at the end of the day, while Brian Kelly and the staff would have not said no, you know, Jaden, you can't play, I think at the end of the day, if you pump a little truth serum into the veins, this is probably the result that they wanted so that they could get a look over the next month as Nussmeyer is going to be the QB1 in practice getting all the reps, building that chemistry with his receiver core, and then carrying that into a game against a somewhat quality opponent and see if you got something going forward. I think that's the best for all situations. Jaden Daniels gets to stay healthy going leading into the combine, and LSU gets to figure out if Nussmeyer actually has the next you know gig as the starting quarterback. So I think it works out for everybody involved. Now, I promised you that I would um, kick on my Cowboys here in this segment, so that's exactly what we're going to do. Got sidetracked a little bit by that breaking news. Um, the NFL game of the day yesterday was out in Buffalo with the Bills getting a 31-10 to win over the Cowboys in a game that, look, dude, I picked Buffalo, right? So, it, it, I mean, if anybody was going to call in or shoot me a text or whatever and try to poke fun, like, Tell it to somebody else. Like, I thought the Bills were going to beat Dallas anyway. But the thing that was was surprising and was it was disheartening for me 
is that I would have thought they would have beat Dallas throwing the ball down the field. I would have thought it would have been they would have beat Dallas with Stephon Diggs making some big plays, Gabe Davis making some big plays, and the Cowboys would score, but maybe just couldn't score enough to keep up with Buffalo. Well, instead, what we had happen was the Cowboys' offense did what they tend to do in big games, which is a whole lot of nothing. Dak Prescott, 21 of 34, 134 yards passing with an interception. Didn't look comfortable the whole game. On the other side of the ball, the Bills just lined up and said, hey, we're running at every play and you're not stopping us. 49 runs compared to 15 passes. If you would have told me before the game that Josh Allen would be 7 of 15 passing for 94 yards, I would have said the Cowboys were going to go to Buffalo and beat the snot out of the Bills. But instead, you allow James Cook to get 179 yards rushing. You allow Ty Johnson to get 24 yards rushing. You allow Josh Allen to get 24 yards rushing. And as a team, you give up 266 yards rushing and you get run out of the building. In the NFC right now, I don't know what to make of any of these teams. I think the, here, I think it's going to come down to, in the NFC, I truly believe this, I think it's going to come down to matchups. The Cowboys can't beat overly physical teams. So I don't think that they could beat the 49ers. I think the 49ers would do to them what they did to Dallas earlier in the season and what the Bills did to Dallas yesterday. I think they would line up and just bully them. I don't think they could beat the 49ers. I do think they could beat the finesse teams. I think they could beat the Eagles. And likewise, I think the Eagles could beat the 49ers. So in the NFC, I think what it's going to come down to, and you can't forget about the Lions because they're kind of a mix of both. They play with that power style, but they also play with some of that finesse and, you know, get it to Amon Ross St. Brown. and like. So the Lions are kind of a mixture of both. So I think that the Cowboys could still maybe make a run in the postseason, but the bracket's going to have to fall right. If they could avoid San Francisco, might be able to win the whole NFC. But if they got to play the 49ers or the Lions or one of those teams, then maybe it's different. And in that way, I think the NFC is wide open. I could see the Cowboys winning it. I could see the Lions winning it. Hell, I could see something crazy drunk happening and like a team like the Rams or somebody getting hot and winning it. It's wide open. And and the same goes, by the way, on the other side. Because on the other side, is anybody really sold that the Chiefs are a lock to like make a long run? They don't have any wide receivers at all. Their offense is not very good this year. The Jaguars were the sexy pick three weeks ago. They've lost three in a row. They might not even make the playoffs at all. Baltimore, yeah, they're probably the most dominant team right now in the season. They've got the inroads to get the number one uh, seed. Anybody really trust Lamar Jackson in the playoffs? We've seen that movie so many times. Anybody really trust that Baltimore is going to just roll through everybody? Does anybody trust the Dolphins? We've never seen them. They play good teams, and they they are the AFC version of the Cowboys. They play good teams and get beat. I think the best team right now is Buffalo. And what's crazy about saying that is I don't know that Buffalo is going to even get in. The Bills, since firing their offensive coordinator and hiring Joe Brady, all they have done is beat Kansas City and beat Dallas. They should have beaten Philadelphia a couple weeks ago. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. The Bills have given away just about every game that they've lost this year. They lost to the Jets by six on opening day, lost to the Jags by five, lost to New England by four, lost to the Bengals by six, lost to Denver by two, lost to the Eagles by three. The Bills could literally be undefeated right now. If we just play these games slightly different, 
They could literally be undefeated right now. But instead, they're eight and six fighting like hell just to try to get in. Now, I'll tell you this. They got at Chargers without Justin Herbert on Sunday. They should win that. Actually, that game's on Saturday. They should win that. They should beat New England the week after that. They should be 10-6 and six heading into the finale against Miami. They still got a shot to win their division. But it's just crazy to think that right now, literally, the team that I think is probably the best team in the NFL is a team that might not even make the playoffs. Just goes to show the crazy amount of parity that we have in the league right now. The Monday night matchup, we got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Normally, I would say, hey, Philly all day, Philly decisively. The reason why we have some doubts on this one today is, is that we don't know the status of Jalen Hurts. He is questionable with uh, flu. Um, and the Eagles, as a result, are only a three-and-a-half-point favorite over a Seattle team that really comes in struggling. They uh, have lost four in a row. Lost to the Rams, 49ers, Dallas, and the 49ers. So it's not terrible losses, right? But it is the fact that they haven't won a game in a month. So it'll be difficult to see them beating one of the best teams in the NFL tonight, even though it's at home. Geno Smith is maybe not going to give it a go. Drew Locke is their backup. The Eagles defense is hurting right now. Um, Can't make plays, changing coordinators. They got a lot of controversy and a lot of smoke there, but we'll be very interested to see that Monday night matchup because it's going to have big implications. The Seahawks want to keep the pace in the wild card. The Eagles want to keep the pace in the division. Uh, and try to keep themselves alive for the number one overall seed. So a lot to play for tonight in Seattle, and it should be a very entertaining and very exciting game. Yesterday in the NFL, Tampa Bay looked really good, man. Look, um, we talk about Derek Carr, and, and Carr did play well yesterday, but New Orleans probably didn't get the best quarterback on the free agent market because Baker Mayfield this season in Tampa Bay. Look, very few people are going to be willing to say it because he's not all that popular of a player, and we've seen him fail more than we've seen him succeed. Baker Mayfield's having an excellent season in Tampa Bay, a season so good that I think that there's a very real possibility that they're going to give him a contract extension and like try to start building around him. This year, he has completed 296 out of 466 passes for 3,315 yards, 24 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Um, no one saw this coming <laughs> because, you know, at the end in Cleveland, it wasn't very good. Um, his time in Carolina was a disaster. His time with the Rams was actually okay last year, but no one saw 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And what no one else also saw is the fact that we would be sitting here in Tampa Bay's in first place in the division. Going into the year, the the rhetoric and the and the the word on the street was, "Hey, uh, it's going to be Saints." I heard a lot of people even saying Carolina in the preseason, like, "Oh, they got a good roster." You know, Bryce Young's going to give them some energy. And then we heard a few people saying Atlanta, but everybody was kind of conceding, "Hey, the Bucks are rebuilding. They're they're kind of in tank mode." Who would have thought that after 14 games, they would be the ones in first place? They head into a huge matchup on Sunday with an opportunity to try to really position themselves well. They're taking on Jacksonville on Christmas Eve at home. The Jags are struggling. The Bucs are not. That's a big old game. If the Bucs could find a way to win that one, gives them a big old leg up in the division, heading into a home matchup with New Orleans. And then the last week of the season, Tampa Bay is traveling to take on Carolina. New Orleans is playing Atlanta. The season might come down to those two games. Tampa has a little bit of an edge in the Week 18 scheduling, you would think, over Carolina. But 
Carolina is playing tough, and they beat Atlanta yesterday. So just a couple of things to pay attention to as the South continues to be deadlocked. New Orleans and Tampa are tied at 7-7, seven and seven, but Tampa owns the head-to-head tiebreaker because they won their game in the Dome. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get some W's and L's handed out. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back here on KLEB. The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a safe and happy holiday season. From the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking, serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank now 70 years strong. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Thanks to everybody for listening today. It's been a good show. We thank Richard Jones for his time early and also Coach Keegan Pokey tomorrow. We'll keep the train rolling. We'll be live all week. we got a bunch of good shows planned. A reminder, catch high school basketball here on KLEB 102.7 and 1600 AM. Get on in on the action with play-by-play done by yours truly and Coach Brian Kyle also on the call here on the Raging Cajun. We'll also have the, the turtle in the mix as well for a lot of these games. Our broadcast is sponsored in part by Golden Motors, Danos, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, State Bank and Trust Company, and Thibodeau Regional Health System tomorrow night. Tarpon's in the tank taking on Terrebonne. Then Friday night taking on Ellender in the tank. And then also a reminder tonight, we got our Game of the Week. Sponsored by Gadry Law Group and the Able Law Firm, Central Catholic of Morgan City, taking on Homa Christian. Reminder, that game was scheduled for 6, but it is actually going to be played at 5.30 tonight over at Homa Christian School. Some W's and L's that we've got to hand out. Our first weekend W is going to go to Joe Brady and the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are maybe, like I said in the last segment, they're maybe the best team in the NFL right now. They're rolling. 
They're playing at an extremely high level. And Brady has been known as a pass, 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 happy guy when calling plays. And teams have often called for him to run the football more well. He got the memo yesterday, 49 carries compared to just 15 passes. And the Bills Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, the Bills bullied uh, my Cowboys yesterday and got a 31 to 10 win. They get the first W. Along the same line, I, I now got to go to Dak Prescott, dude. Like you were the favorite to win the NFL MVP. You had a chance yesterday to, to almost sew it up. Go on the road, it's raining, nasty weather, beat a red hot team, and you do the Dak Prescott, which is you turn over the football, you get sacked a bunch. You're indecisive. You only have 134 yards passing, and you completely pissed away your chance to win the MVP. Um, that's what Dak does. He gives you just enough to give you blind faith and blind hope that tomorrow's going to be better and that everything's going to be different. Then when he meets up with the boogeyman face-to-face, -face, he backs down, and the boogeyman does to him as the boogeyman pleases. And the, the Bills yesterday were, unfortunately for me, we're the boogeyman. A weekend W goes to the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Jake Browning, who was previously cut by the Minnesota Vikings earlier in his career, but on Saturday led the Bengals back to a win over the Vikings 27-24. Browning completed 29 of 42 passes, 324 yards through the air, two touchdowns and an interception. T. Higgins made one of the best plays that you'll ever see in an NFL game in that one. Caught a pass at about the two-yard line and then just kind of put his hand behind his back with the football, reached for the pylon, got it. The Bengals rally. They win in overtime. They're 8-6. and six. They've got a pretty good chance to make the playoffs, even with Joe Burrow out. Jake Browning, you got cut. He's yelling and screaming, talking noise to the Vikings after the game. They maybe made a big mistake. Kudos to them. A weekend L, Sean Payton. Sean Payton and the Broncos got blasted on Saturday. Jared Goff, five touchdowns, no interceptions. The Lions rushed for 185 yards, did whatever they wanted to do. Sean was seen on the sidelines berating Russell Wilson. Um, don't know exactly what that was about. If I had to guess, I think that Russell Wilson probably axed Sean. Yo, bruh, but, but there were two plays there. They were down at the goal line. They ended up uh, having to settle for a field goal. But there were two plays on the second down and third down play that it looked like the Broncos might have actually scored a touchdown. Sean didn't challenge either one. I guess maybe arrogance, maybe just didn't want to lose a timeout, whatever it may be. They end up not scoring a touchdown. Russell comes to the sideline. I think he maybe told something to Sean about, hey, bro, you know why we didn't use our challenge? Sean belittled him. And then after the game said, hey, it's none of my business what I tell my quarterback. Do better. The, Brown the Broncos have had a great season. They've exceeded expectations. But, boy, they got hammered on Saturday against the Detroit Lions. A weekend W, Baker Mayfield. We talked about this. Baker Mayfield was unbelievable yesterday against Green Bay, going to the frozen tundra in December. Never easy to do. Mayfield was 22 of 28, 381 yards passing, four touchdowns and no interceptions. Uh, Chris Godwin had a big day. Mike Evans had a big day. They've still got those Super Bowl playmakers. They just were worried with they had the quarterback to get them the ball. Mayfield has been tremendous this season. Tampa Bay gets a win. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. A weekend L goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are not very good anymore. They were looking like one of the trendy teams in the AFC. At one time, controlled their own destiny to get the number one seed. They have lost three in a row. Trevor Lawrence is struggling. They're not running the ball well. They're struggling in general. Um, they're 8-6, and six and they're at risk to maybe not get in. The Ravens put it on them last night. 
in Jacksonville, 23-7. A weekend W goes to um, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins got a 30-0 win over the Jets. The Dolphins were kind of in that Jaguar spot, right, where people were starting to doubt them. Tyreek Hill's out. There's some injuries there. They line up and they beat the stuffing out of the Jets, 30 to nothing. The Jets don't have any quarterbacks, man. Simeon's out there stinking it up. Zach Wilson's out there stinking it up. Um, their offensive line's not any good. I don't know that it would be better even if Aaron Rodgers were playing. Certainly it would be better if he were playing, but I don't know how sustainable it would be if he were out there because their offensive line is just clean, um, terrible. A weekend W goes to... Chip Kelly of UCLA. Chip Kelly said um, during the lead up to his bowl. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to play the whole clip here because I think it's worthwhile. I'm going to go find it on social media and I'm going to play the clip. They asked Chip Kelly, what would you do to fix college football? And he gave, I think, the answer that makes the most sense. He said, oh, here we go. This is what he said. Realignment, NIL, transfer portal. And what would your, your plan maybe be to, to try to solve it? I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference. That's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. Not that I've allowed to spend a time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share in the same we all share the same TV contract, so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together. That's a lot of games and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five. You can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You get a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. Uh, I mean, could, could he have possibly said it any better? Um, we often wonder, you know, hey, what's it going to look like? five years from now, 10 years from now, how do we fix this? He just told you how. He just told you how. What's the point of UCLA moving from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten? Yeah, for football, it's going to make sense. UCLA could afford to bring their football team to Northwestern to play a road game. Can softball have the same luxury? Can women's basketball do the same just break football apart off of everybody else that's because here's the thing we make rules that are only with football in mind but they're blanket rules that affect every other sport so why don't we just make football its own thing 
and let every other sport keep doing the things that we're doing. We could do that. Makes too much sense. Maybe that's why we won't. But Chip Kelly gets a big old W because, man, that makes a whole lot of sense. And hearing him explain that, it um, certainly makes a whole lot of sense. Weekend L goes to Michael Pratt of Tulane. Um, he's announced today that he has opted out of his bowl. Um, Tulane will be taking on um, Virginia Tech in their bowl game in the coming days. <sighs> Whatever happened, and, and their bowl game is next Wednesday, by the way. Whatever happened to, I don't know, this is an idea. Um, whatever, like all we hear today is opt out, opt out, opt out. Whatever happened to the guy who plays in the bowl, plays well in the bowl, and improves themselves from like a third round pick to like maybe a second or first round pick. All we ever hear about is the horror stories of Jalen Smith, who was a first-round pick, and he blows out his knee in the book. That's all we ever hear about. I remember when Jamarcus Russell played the Sugar Bowl at LSU against Notre Dame, and at the time was considered a late first-round, early second-round pick. He dominated the game, showed the entire world his huge arm, and ended up being the number one overall pick in the draft. All we ever hear about is dudes who play in the bowl game and ruin their life forever and, oh, they get hurt and, oh, it's this, it's that. But we don't ever hear the stories of dudes who actually play well and get exposed to national audience and improve themselves. Michael Pratt right now, and I'm looking at a list of college quarterbacks in the next NFL draft, is ranked as the number 12 quarterback in the draft. I get opting out if you're going to be a top 10 guy, top 15 guy. Jaden Daniels is opting out. He's going to be a top five pick in the draft. I get opting out when you are solidified as being a multi-millionaire going forward. This Michael Pratt stuff rubs me the wrong way because from the middle of the season, we have heard, oh, well, he's going he's gonna to maybe come back to school, but he's going to go to the portal to go to a bigger school, and or now he's not playing and preparing, getting ready for the NFL draft. Like, bro, I've seen you play this year, and yeah, like, you, you're all right. But you had 2,400 yards passing, 22 touchdowns, five. Like, there's room for you to get better. And I think putting some tape out there of yourself against Virginia Tech, which is a better opponent than 90% of the teams that you have faced this year when you were struggling past East Carolina, struggling past Rice, struggling past Tulsa, winning these games by two and three points every week. I think there's room for you to put some tape out there of you facing an ACC school. I get the opt-out if you're a lottery pick, as we say in the NBA. I don't get the opt-out if you're a damn fourth or fifth round pick. Play the damn bowl and make yourself better. I, I, I That one rubs me the wrong way. I, I don't understand what, what Pratt's doing there, and I think it's a little bit insulting to Tulane because they have invested a lot in this kid, and, and now they've got a chance to put their best foot forward on national TV, and they're not going to have their quarterback. I think that sucks. Weekend W goes to Gardner Minshew of the Indianapolis Colts. They're eight and six. Gardner Minshew was said it here on the show. You know, he's better than Anthony Richardson. The day that Anthony Richardson went down, the Colts became a better football team. It's nothing against Richardson. He's a rookie. He's not ready. Gardner Minshew, the backup, was always a better player. The Colts were, were playing once for the future. Now they're playing for the present. They're eight and six, and they might go to the playoffs. And Minshew has been tremendous. Um, the kid deserves to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think there's any question. Weekend L goes to Bronny James. Bronny James played his second career game yesterday uh, for USC. They lost to Auburn. Kid scored like three, four points. He's not NBA ready. 
Everybody keeps telling me how NBA ready he is. He's just not. Um, another weekend L goes to Kim Mulkey. Come on, Mulkey. What you doing getting thrown out of a 40-point game? LSU beat up on Northwestern State. Mulkey got tossed from the game. She had to get restrained. Angel Reese is holding her back. Like, I love Mulkey. My, my broadcast partner here <laughs> for most of the days is not as big a fan I am. I love Mulkey. But stop acting like a Karen. Like, there's no reason to get thrown out of a game that you're winning by 50. And I get it. Oh, she's just standing up for her players. The scoreboard doesn't matter when it comes to standing up for your team. You looked foolish. You looked foolish. Like, you could you could say what you got to say to the official without having to physically be restrained. Um, it was a bit much. It was a bit much yesterday. Uh, last one, we're going to give a weekend... Um, W2, let's see what we got. Oh, the New Orleans Pelicans. They were the last one on the list. They played well. They beat the snot out of the San Antonio Spurs yesterday. 146 to 110. Same thing like we say about the Saints, right? You know, yeah, it's easy to say, oh, well, it's the Spurs. Of course you're good. But at the end of the day, if you're going to play the bad team, you might as well beat the socks off of them, right? And that's exactly what New Orleans did yesterday, getting a 146 to 110 win over San Antonio. And also got to give a weekend W to my Clippers because the Clippers are still red hot. They've now won seven games in a row, and they beat up on the competition this weekend. Got to win over the Knicks. Got to win over the Warriors. They continue to stay hot leading into their matchup with Indiana tonight. The clock says 102. I'm supposed to be out here at 1, so I'm going to have to pay an extra hour of rent. <laughs> um, kidding aside, hope everybody's enjoyed their day. We're at home at Christian School tonight, 530. They're taking on Central Catholic of Morgan City, and we got a full week of shows planned here. You've been listening to Play by Play. Casey Jiskler signing off. Have an amazing rest of the day. Love you guys. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.